two, two, three, three. You okay? That was the same on mine. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it it was. It, I, if, I, I wish you could see the com the comedy of errors of how I will you fully were. debate you. I from my the from the lens of my experience yeah. is um is that we were synced. Okay, from the lens of my experience, I could sing an entire verse of the Star Spangled Banner in between the time <laughs> I clapped and you clapped. <laughs> so we're going to do it again. Okay, we're going to do it again in three, two, one. So that was synced for me. So that was not synced for me, but... Um... Oh, sing can <laughs> you... Okay. Hi everybody, this is uh, our, our, our podcast, This Isn't Therapy. Uh, I'm Jake and I'm joining me is Simon and together we host um, this beautiful, lovely uh, therapy podcast called This Isn't Therapy mm -hmm. um, where we talk about all the things that come up in therapy um, and we just sort of reach into the therapy room and um, because why should they all have to stay in the therapy room in that private and confidential space? Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean... They should stay there because it, it's confidential, of, no. of course. No, spill but your we're, thoughts. <laughs> uh, we are taking all the topics and the themes out of the therapy room and those form the basis of our episodes. Yeah, just normalize mental health and all that fun stuff. And so normally what we do is we send out a prompt beforehand and then you lovely listeners submit stories based off of that prompt. Then Jake and I for the next... Well, for you, your podcast experience is like 35 minutes. But for us, it's about four hours of us going like squawk, squawk, squawk. And we just talk about... Squeal, squeal. Yeah. And we just talk... Four hours. <laughs> four it's hour not four recording. hours. <laughs> well, it feels like four hours. <laughs> Pardon you. I know. Every every minute with me feels like an eternity, doesn't it, baby? Mm. <laughs> you slow see how I just did that? <laughs> see how I just did a little spin on that? Yeah. Slow dance in the moonlight. Grab me by but the this hip. Is yeah. This is a therapeutic skill. I hope you I hope you understand and see the 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 subtle art of the reframe. Or the or obvious gaslighting. Denying or your current reality. <laughs> <laughs> Vote below. Comment below. <laughs> oh jeez. Jesus. Um, my goodness. Yeah, so this episode is going to be under the anxiety umbrella. We're gonna stay underneath that. And today we're going to focus on imposter syndrome, which I have to say is a little ironic because here you and I are hosting a podcast in our jammies about imposter syndrome. Just full on imposters. Yeah. You and I like playing among us and you and I are the imposters and yep. we are like in what's it called? The space thing? The in the, the ship. <gasps> you vented. <The> ship. <gasps> you vented. <laughs> Jake sauce. Jake sauce. <laughs> Simon and I play um, Among Us together, and it is probably the best time ever. For um, Jake, but not for me, for because me. all for he does, <laughs> all he does, no matter what, every time the game starts, Jake will call a meeting and then just start... Every time, it's not every just time. just blaming me by just saying, like, Simon Sus, Simon Sus, and then people just start voting me out. And then one time, I was actually the imposter, but I hadn't done anything yet. Yeah. And, and then I was voted off before I even got a chance to do anything, I, and I was livid throw my phone against the wall you were livid. so mad like simon went to space on the entire group it was yeah. like so so mad so if you don't know among us you need to check it out because it's really fun and funny if you do it with a, a group of people you know 
Um, and so, uh, yeah, when we submitted uh, the, the, the prompt out into the world and we said, we're going to talk about anxiety. Part of the reason why we did that is because it was one of our most requested topics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what we found, interestingly enough, is that not a lot of people, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I have a frog in my throat. Um, not a lot of people wanted to talk about it, um, which is not so shocking to me and, and sort of tells me that we're on the right track here for talking about it. Um, speaking of frogs, I yeah. had... Um, <laughs> so in episode <laughs> 11, remember how we, we read that highlight that was like um, someone got a new pet frog? Yeah. Um, well, in my, in my curiosity, I messaged them and I said, hey, uh, we talked about uh, the highlight you submitted of you getting a frog on the podcast. I said, what, what is the frog's name? And they shared the frog's name with me. And the frog's name is Brandon. Okay. <laughs> so the frog's, the new frog that they got, the name is Brandon. Okay. And what they also share with me is that their friend has two more named Janet and Karen. I, <laughs> did they? <laughs> so Brandon is the imposter in the office of Janet yeah, and Karen. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to work in his new little tank and being like, oh my God, Jenna and Karen, they are just so out of my league and above me. And I, I just feel like such an imposter in this tank. Turns out anyway, Brandon so, is like a um, guinea pig or something. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not Brandon's even a frog. A, a guinea pig Brandon's with a, frog a guinea pig hat on? In, di- <laughs> in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> it's me in Among Us in the cowboy hat. Yeah. That should would we, bring me great joy. Should we? Uh, should we? Should we? Should we? Should, I think we should. Should we? Should we do it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the uh, smooth back. sounds of jazz. Um, so, this episode is the sibling episode of the one we released previously. And so like Jake said in the introduction, this episode, there was an, I would say like a, a fair amount of submissions that kind of felt in this category of imposter syndrome. And so this yeah. first story I'm calling PhD panic. My anxiety mostly shows up at work. Oh, me too. <laughs> Not feeling good enough. Oh, I know her. Not feeling smart enough. Oh my God, what yeah. is this? This is Feeling like, <laughs> like I don't have enough experience. Okay. Feeling like I don't measure up. I don't feel like I belong there and I have a fucking PhD for goodness sake. The harder I am on myself, the worse it gets. So I have figured out how to tame the thoughts a bit, but it doesn't mean they don't still creep in when I'm giving that big presentation or speaking up at a meeting. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. I Isn't that it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right in right yeah. now, and I'm going to say, what is that? If you look at the metrics of, of, like, qualifications, it sounds like this person has it. And yet, they still believe that they're not qualified or have a right to be there. What yeah. is that? What is that little, that little worm that, like, sits in your head? Well, it's it's a lot of things, right? It's like, um, you know, I think that when we when we talk about anxiety, I think uh, kind of almost immediately our thought is like to to go to that place of like, okay, like where are 
where are my deficiencies or like kind of where am I lacking? Mm-hmm. Um, and were the moments that I experienced like all this fear, worry, panic in my life? And of, it's not so shocking that like school, work, you know, family, like those are the places where, where a lot of our emotional experiences, <clears throat> excuse me, take place. Um, and so it's, it's not so shocking that these are where some of the examples are coming from. Um, in terms of uh, the, the anxiety component, um, there is obviously um, a lot of imposter syndrome that, that comes up as a function of our anxiety. Uh, there is also some shame in that too, right? So being not feeling good enough, not feeling like you measure up, feeling like perhaps that you're, you know, wrong or bad, or again, just not inherently good. Uh, like having a PhD, but still feeling not good enough. Uh, I don't know if you know um, this phenomenon. I think it's called the, um, I think it's called the Dunning-Kruger effect, but it's essentially that it's a, a bell curve where okay. at the very, very beginning of your career, you start to feel this like sense of imposterism and this like sense of like, I don't belong here. I don't know anything. Um, and then kind of, as you get going, there is um, this sense of like, okay, I think I have it sorted out. I think I got it. And, uh, and then closer towards the end of your career, you start to feel a little bit more um, like imposter syndrome just around like, well, I don't know anything. I don't belong here. Uh, everyone knows more than me. I'm feeling out of touch, that kind of thing. Is imposter syndrome like a feeling or is it a thought? Because we've, we've talked about that before, how they are, like they're informed by one another, but they're, they are two separate things. And then my follow-up to that is like, I had this vision, which hasn't happened to me, but I just have this vision of like, as a kid, there's a soccer game and it's like, you know when it's like shootouts or whatever, and it, you're not actually playing, but you're just like shooting at the yeah. goalie. And it's yeah. like, yeah. each each team gets like, three and three people to shoot at the goalie and the person who gets the, I'm explaining sports. Like, I don't know. Like I'm I'm explaining sports, just Google it, shootouts or whatever. But I can imagine (laughs) that feeling of like, okay, you need to now go up and kick the ball. And it's, it's, it's so important because it's all riding on you. And then you go and you, and you miss. Right. Right. I think, well, I think it's interesting. You're bringing up all the, a lot of different layers here. So if we kind of break it down for a second, because mm-hmm. I think what you're talking about as it links to anxiety is the performance element. Um, the, oh. the, the I'm about to go kick this ball and people are watching me and I could fail. Um, and yeah. when I fail, that is a, a, a sucky feeling and I don't want to do that. And so maybe I'm going to avoid it or maybe I'm going to like, just like really kind of put all my energy into to really trying really hard. Right. And so there is some layers of like performance and perfectionism that are wrapped up in kind of what you're talking about. Okay. I think the imposter, the imposter element is like a, I'm not good enough to be here kicking this ball in this moment. And I am not like a sports kid or I'm not athletic or whatever the story is. So in terms of your question around thoughts and feelings, it's totally both. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the, the thoughts and the feelings I think are also co-stars in this this idea of imposter syndrome for sure so the 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 concept of imposter syndrome is quite complex because it does involve such a like a diverse set of um thoughts and feelings that are attached just to that one experience and so it's different for everybody right um but in this in this specific story it sounds like there's a lot of feelings of not good enough Mm -hmm. um, which is like one of the core like components of imposter syndrome is feeling like you don't belong somewhere right and and how come some people i guess i'm I don't want this to sound like, how come some people are more anxious than others? Well, how come some people can 
sort of tame that imposter syndrome and how come sometimes that like that inner critic and all of the experience of of experiencing the imposter syndrome is so great for some people but not for others so our emotional experiences in this world set us up for our later life emotional experiences right so if the emotional scripts in early life are i'm not good enough i can't do it or people like criticize me whenever i try or whatever the story is right mm -hmm. though all those patterns and all those scripts follow us into um later life so part of um uh let's say the therapeutic component of it is being able to really address that like inner child so that really like young probably scared um little individual inside of us that is probably feeling like a lot of feelings about a new experience right and so for some people they feel imposter syndrome at its height maybe at the start of something so when they're starting something new or when they're transitioning uh, to something new and so mm -hmm. um, I, I'm hesitant to sort of frame imposter syndrome as purely a mindset thing and purely like a, all you have to do is go into it with a positive mindset and you'll be fine because we know that there are so many more layers to what's happening and the mechanics of imposter syndrome are that um, there are lots of thoughts and lots of feelings that play here. Yeah. Um, so really the, the work is figuring out, okay, who is showing up and whose like voice is trying to be heard right now. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes we do find that it is, yeah, kind of like you said, like um, a really young, like inner, inner child or an inner kid that's kind of like really scared. One thing that I've learned in my own therapy journey is mm. my therapist would say, well, when you're feeling that feeling, just turn to it and just ask, what is it that you want to say to me right now? And then can I say do, more about that? Yeah, yeah. Can go, I say go, more go. about that too? Be, well, I only interrupt you because I think this is important. Like for people listening, yeah. Um, it's because I think part of the scary component of it is that all of like when you give the floor to that um that inner child or that like really like fearful part of ourselves, mm -hmm. um, oftentimes like just due to the nature of emotions and feelings it's more of like a reaction or more of a response and it is like a coherent, like rational sentence. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's partially why um, we tend to run or avoid from it. Right. It's because yeah. um, it's, it's hard to understand. Right. And so when, when emotions and feelings have their own language system and not one that is like rational, one that is logical or one that is with words, mm -hmm. um, that's why the, the tool that your therapist is giving you is is helpful is because you're helping to put some words or to put some language to that experience mm -hmm. to that like okay what is it that you're trying to tell me or what is it that you need that will make this feeling kind of like lessen or subside or at least like uh, add more ease to the situation yeah and even the follow-up to that too is is mm -hmm. is this thing that this inner child the thing that it is saying to me is it helpful and oh. i get to then in that moment say like yes or no the the thing that sticks out for me kind of when when you say that is this whole idea of okay well what happens actually when we talk back to it mm -hmm. and we actually figure out that oh all of these imposter syndrome types of voices or these big like feelings that are attached to the imposter syndrome what happens when i take a distance from that because i know that those actually aren't me they're only a part of me mm -hmm. and so how can we actually use ourselves to speak to all of those parts so how can we actually use like our grounded, our centered, our connected self to be able to be like, actually, you know what? I can see why you're scared. I can see like why that's hard for you. Um, it's just to add more voice and more voices 
to that experience rather than just centralizing into like one voice that's like I'm not good enough I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do well and I can't do it right, right? that's just one that's one part and one perspective and it like there's there's such a subtle shift too right like in that experience oh, yeah. in, in how mine, rich anyways. Mm-hmm. yeah because it, it feels like oh I get to interview myself <laughs> I get to yeah, interview and, this thing and it feels good to have distance yeah right? so I I, th- I think that probably we should transition into the second story but mm-hmm. I think we can sort of pick up kind of where we left off I'm really curious about this idea of like the interviewing the self part yeah um, and I'd like to talk more about that in the second segment so and we are back so we just finished talking about um imposter syndrome and and that uh, we linked it to that there are a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings that can be attached to that experience and of course they are different for everybody um and we we talked about how that can be linked to our earlier experiences or even just um sort of more like recent experiences as they're tied to our emotional um, experience in the world. Um, but um, an imposter syndrome is largely an emotional experience with some thoughts or some narrative attached to it. Um, and so I'm going to read the second story and then we're going to continue to dissect and get into uh, imposter syndrome as a topic. Yeah. So this is a story. Yummy. Yummy. Yum, yum. <laughs> so this is a story that I am calling feeling out of place. One of the biggest things I worry about is not fitting in and not belonging. I'm 40 years old and I'm going back to school to finish my graduate degree. I'm at such a different point in my life compared to my friends my own age. And when I go to school, I feel like I don't belong anywhere these days. Mm. I dread going to class because I feel like I don't know enough. And then I avoid checking with my friends because we have nothing to talk about. Oh boy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This feeling just leaves me worried, anxious, helpless, and feeling like a total imposter in all areas of my life. Thank you for reading and providing the space to put my thoughts into words. This this person just seems to be disconnected everywhere. And I don't know if that's part of imposter syndrome, but like... It totally is because part of uh, um, a, a foundational kind of component of feeling like we are connected mm-hmm. is feeling that we have things in common with people, feeling that like we're on the same page, feeling that like we're able to participate in sort of what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's that element. But then there's also the element of like, I'm also doing this new thing. Like I'm going through this big life transition. Yeah. Um, so I'm learning new material. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, it sounds like there's a lot of newness. And one of the main voices that come to participate when we are going through a new experience is that feeling of fear or that um, the voice of like, eh, but like what if this happens? Or like, what if this goes wrong? And it sounds like this person is really in tune with what their experience is. And so I like, I want to say that this, this person seems to be set up from a good place of awareness and perhaps the struggle is just more so in kind of knowing what to do or like how to kind of apply that. Yeah. Part of, um, uh, what I wanted to kind of go back to from the, the first segment was this idea of like when this voice comes to visit yeah. and we figure out that, oh, we can actually talk back to it. Mm -hmm. Um, you mentioned the word like, oh, we can kind of like interview ourselves a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so this is, this is the interesting component of imposter syndrome as we seek to kind of intervene, um, or kind of make it better because oftentimes, um, the voice that we use to talk to ourselves is the same voice that we've been spoken to in. So that can be from like a parent that can be from a teacher that can be from a coach. Okay. Um, or that can be even just from like our own like versions of helping ourselves through tough moments. And so 
Um, when you use the word like, oh, I figured out I can interview myself, I want to make clear that this is not like um, the interviewing of kind of like a, like a lecture style, right? This isn't like a you should know better. You like, why can't you just do it? Like pull up your bootstraps, right, or just right. just do it. Um, uh, or even just like the coaching and motivating kind of voice that's like, come on, like, yeah, keep going. Like, I know it's hard, but like, keep going. Right. Um, really being in tune with like what our um, inner child or what are like the imposter parts need um, is, is the important component. Yeah. For some people that is the voice. For some people, the voice is like a, oh, come on, you've done this before. Keep going. And then for some people, it's a more compassionate or like a, a less harsh voice that's like, yeah, like I, I can see why you're in this place. This is really hard. Right. In this practice of like turning to the, the thing and being like, what is it you have to say? It's not about understanding why or, or where it comes from, but just sort of giving space for that thing to speak. Like we talk about oh. like you have to hold space for emotions, yeah. right? Like there are no bad feelings. There, every Everything you're feeling has value. Like all of these things are all saying oh, yeah. like, well, there's a reason you're experiencing this thing don't discount it by saying like, you can do it sport and let just That's listen it. to that thing. And you don't have to do anything with that information. That's the hard part. It's like, That's the hard part. It's just, mm -hmm. what do you, what do you do once you, like, please, sir, can I have some more? Yeah. And then your bowl gets filled with like this porridge of emotion and, and, and like insight. And you're like, oh, I'm not supposed to do anything with it. I'm just supposed to hold this porridge of. <laughs> I, I totally am following you. P.S. Um, postscript. I mm -hmm. love your analogies. They are just like the best. And like, and also I think they really ground this podcast in like a, in a really important reality that, that isn't so like heady and like mm. overwhelming and like, you know, um, which is, I think what we always want it to be. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, what I'll add on top of to kind of to what you're talking about um, and sort of like referencing what I was speaking about before is we want to we want to track like so when there's an imposter uh, voice, mm -hmm. um, and perhaps that's like a fearful inner child. Let's say we have to ask like, what is it that that inner child might need? And the oftentimes the answer is an inner parent. Um, oh. And when that inner parent's voice is super harsh and super critical, okay. we may find that that's actually not as helpful as one that is more loving, and one that is more tuned, one that is more caring and gentle. Um, and so that's kind of what the, the nuance of what we're talking about. So like when we're experiencing that imposter voice or that imposter syndrome mm -hmm. of like, I don't belong here. I just like really suck at this. I'm so new. What I often sort of say is like, yeah, like what would you say to like a young kid who's like riding their bike for the first time and they fell off and they're like, I, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. Right. You wouldn't say like, uh, like, what are you doing? Like, who do you think you are? Like, are you kidding? Like, you're not going to be you don't belong here. You don't belong on a bike. Mm -hmm. You know, like you, you would say, yeah, keep, keep trying. Like keep going. You're, 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 you're getting it. You're doing awesome. It, it seems like there's that power at play where we need to get things right on the first, yes. the first try. A lot of perfectionism parts okay. up in, up in here for sure. <laughs> so imposter syndrome <laughs> is like fed by that need to get things right. Yeah. The first time. And 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 fed by the idea that there's only one way to do it, right? That there's only one pathway. Mm. And I think that those are completely at odds, right? Which is when, if it's like, I have to get it right, I have to get it perfect, and there's only one right way to do it. 
like the foundations and like rooted in capitalism, like white supremacy. Like yep. I have to like know the know the thing and I have to figure it out. And there's only one way to do it. Mm-hmm. And so part of like where we can intervene on that is being able to like slow things down as we often talk about and be able to step back and be like, wait, there are multiple ways to do things here. And there isn't just one pathway that I'm trying to like squeeze myself into. Um, unfortunately, where it shows up at like school and work and that kind of thing, um, those are like places that 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 breed this like, no, there's only one way to do it and my way is the right way. Right, through the arc of standardization. Yes. In order yes. to like quantify the value of learning or yep. to make mm-hmm. sure you're doing your job correctly. Mm-hmm. Here's a spreadsheet that you have to fill mm-hmm. it out this way correctly. Deadlines, oh, yeah. like all, all of it. Yep. Right. Um, and I think like referencing like uh, anxiety as it pertains to what we we're talking about um, in episode 11 about anxiety was this idea of like rushing towards that deadline or rushing towards that, mm. that point. Yeah. Right. Is like, well, actually like when we remember that actually there are no rules here, like there, all these rules are created by people. Right. Um, it makes sense that like also imposter syndrome would be a symptom of those rules, right? A symptom of like trying to squeeze ourselves into this like system or this like um, this method of being that maybe we don't all like find ourselves aligned with right away. Yeah. I, I, I was just, I was just yeah, going to ask, I, like, do you feel I, like I, there's I, uh, uh, the joys of FaceTime, the joys of, of, of being here digitally. <sighs> um, uh, I was just going to ask, like, do you feel like we left any stones unturned here and any final thoughts, comments? Oh, I think we did. And I think that's good that we did because like, again, once again, like anything and everything that you and I talk about, none of it is conclusive in any way. None of us are being like, well, check, we or, did imposter or- <laughs> syndrome, right? Like there are so many stones yeah. left to be unturned. There are so many yeah. frogs named Brandon out there that just could be could be frogs or could be guinea pigs dressed up as frogs. We don't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I think we all need a therapy frog named Brandon. That would... That's is that absolutely- merch? Should we come up with merch? Well, I think Brandon might have some uh, <laughs> bones to pick with us yeah. <laughs> about that. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, the therapy frog. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jeez, that's funny. Uh, let's move on here. Okay. Ribbit, ribbit. Brandon, the, ribbit, ribbit. the therapy frog Can, is, is here in studio. Can we, can we just say like for some reason, somehow like in the trailer, we have queued up this like frog like situation. Yeah. If, if you don't recall the trailer, we used, I thought you said a frog, ribbit, ribbit. Um, <gasps> that was a really early. <gasps> You're right. Th- this is, this is coming like. Ooh. Brandon, thank you so much. Maybe Brandon um, the Therapy really... Frog has always been, maybe they're, they were our first. Yeah. Maybe Brandon was the first listener. Mm-hmm. Maybe Brandon is coming through us right now. Come through, Brandon. We love. Thanks for being um, here. <laughs> so at Ribbit, the end Ribbit. of each episode, we like to uh, leave you with some moments of levity, clarity, um, just some like yummy goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, And so these uh, that we're reading today are submissions um, from people. um, These are uh, some things that people are starting their year off with. Uh, This person says, um, I refinanced my home and shaved six years off of my mortgage. I grew up poor, so it's a mind-blowing feat to me. Wow. Awesome. This one says, 
we had our podcast start to get Patreons, patrons on Patreon, and it feels really cool to be supported. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. I don't know what that feels huh. like myself, but... <laughs> hmm. Must be nice to feel supported. I'm just do you kidding. Know what, do, do, do you know what Patreon is? Patreon? Yeah, it's that thing where you can sign up and like people subscribe to you. Yeah, and, and they so like that pay you like a monthly fee to like support. They pay you like, yeah, they pay right. you like a monthly kind of like, is it like a donation? I don't know. They give you like a, a monthly thing to like fund your, your work, um, which is a pretty cool concept. Um, yeah. Um, and so this person says, I've, I actually, I, this one like almost like makes, makes my heart melt, but here it is. Okay. Um, I've had the opportunity to really sit back and watch my son grow each day. It has oh. been wonderful. Yeah, isn't that so cute? It, yeah. Which one do you have? Started two new hobbies just for me. Mountain cool. biking and photography. That can be rare sometimes, right? It's like yes. hobbies just for just for ourselves. Oh, do you want to do one more Woo. each? Yeah, sure. Uh, this person says, I had a seemingly successful meeting with a new therapist this morning. Exclamation nice. mark. And this one says, getting accepted into my graduate program. Nice. Yeah. New new milestones for all. That's that's so sweet. Um, I feel how are you feeling at the end of this episode? Where are you sitting? I well Where I'm sitting, sitting in a chair. No. I <laughs> sitting at home. I'm sitting at home. Oh, I feel hope. And I yeah. don't want to extend it beyond that. And I feel I feel good sitting in that. How do you feel? I feel great. I feel like that that really reminds me of, of a quote from um uh this really influential uh, teacher who um his name is uh, Ram Das, mm-hmm. and he recently passed away, and that was a pretty big like shock to me. And anyway, he has a quote that's that's so simple, and it reminded me of what you're saying, which is "Be here now," and that is like something that I have really been carrying throughout um, 2020 for me, and I'll definitely be carrying that into 2021. So I, I'm feeling I'm feeling like here right now. Nice. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Where uh, Where can people find you, Simon? If people want to get, they in can touch. find me here. Where I am right Yay. now in this chair. Just here right now. Here. So just Good. Google here and you'll find me. Just Google Simon Palak here. Simon Palak here. And you'll find I'm me. here. And then put it, make sure you put it on like. H-E-R-E, bitch. Yeah, on Street View. And then you'll be able to like see me. H-E-A-R, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> you can also direct your attention to Instagram and you can find me at directed by Simon. And uh, you can get in touch with me uh, at MSW Jake. And that is where you can find me to do fun therapy things on the Instagrams and the social medias and the Facebooks and all that fun stuff. Yum, yum, yum. So if you, I guess if you like this little podcast or this little episode, commenting, liking, subscribing, sharing, all of that fun stuff, it helps. Yeah. That's Bye all for she now. wrote. Yep. I just want to record an episode where we're in the same room because we are just... Why? (laughs) You know what? You're right. I'm in my pajamas and I feel great.